Okay, so I just had this uh, vision. It's not even really a dream or just like a vision like usual. It was just like a wake-up call, I feel like. But, excuse me, I just have a new, a new perspective on things. All I know is I see my mother, myself. You can tell my brothers and sisters are there, but they just don't seem super prevalent in this, you know, uh, perspective or new perspective or vision, whatever you want to call it. So, all I know is my mother, she is, you know, she has finessed the system, you know. She has figured out a way to get us into a beautiful, some beautiful, you know, um, New York City apartments. They are costing 25000 about 25000 to like $50,000 a month to live there. She has us all going there. I mean, living there, we're all living a wonderful life. But, you know, I cannot, I don't want to, you know, excuse me, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, that that's not a great life to have been provided, you know, even though. Is like because of theft and criminal activity. It's beautiful. It's really it really is beautiful. But because we know what she's doing and how she's getting away with that, you know, we're kind of a product of her. I believe that that is always a risk, especially when you have children and you're not living right. You risk you risk rubbing off on them the wrong way. Doesn't mean you always will, but you do. So, we decided that we are upset at the fact that she's getting away with so much. And she's just not, you know, if you can afford it's such, an, such an expensive high-res apartment, you know, why can't we get, you know, why, why aren't you... You know, allowing us to play over thousands like you're playing over thousands. Like we want, we want to be able to, you know, have a lot of money. That's reflective of these apartments that we're living in. I don't want to drag it, but it just feels like you know we probably just like you know, well, these apartments cost twenty five thousand dollars or fifty thousand a month. Like, why can't we have a couple hundred dollars in our pocket? You know, that's how we're feeling. And, you know, we're wrong because we need to just be grateful for what we have. Like, nobody, you know, imagine, you know, not even going back where you came from. I wouldn't even go that far, but I would just say, like, there's people whose mothers are, you know, doing different things or similar things or worse things that are not even able to provide as much as this. You know, imagine somebody's mother who are getting who's getting more money, way more money, or doing way worse things, 
And she doesn't even care enough to provide even this much. And it's not like you're supposed to be jumping up happy. My mother's a thief and I'm supposed to be grateful for what she steals for us. No, but at the same time, you know, you're not supposed to feel slighted. You're supposed to be grateful for what you're getting. Like, because what you need to understand is that what happens if you lose everything, you have nothing. And we just came from that. Having nothing. So, we need to at least be grateful for what we have and not complain. You know, the least we can do is not complain. Even though she's wrong, you know, it could be worse. So, that's the understanding. And still, we are, you know, a product of her, you know, her decisions she's making. We are a product of that. So, we start feeling like, excuse me, in a way, if you can do it, I can do it too. And I wouldn't get away with it too. And, you know, that is kind of like we don't see the severity in what's going on. How can you when you, love, when you know you have an adult or, or parent like that, you know, who is finessing the system to do that? Even though you, even though the parent understands the consequences, you know, maybe, but the parent is more like assuming the consequences more to you, for you, to provide for you. And you don't see that. You are just being a selfish child. But at the same time, something about the fact that the parent didn't care about the consequences enough in order to avoid them makes you not care too. So that's what it felt like. And so we decided that we were going to steal money too. We were going to steal money too. Definitely not as much as she was. But, you know, because we couldn't. Like, she was stealing on such a major level. Like, she had to provide for our family. So the way that she was stealing... You know, we weren't going to steal that much. What we look like as kids with $50,000? You know, we weren't going to go that far. But, you know, we were definitely going to, you know, just, like, get a couple thousand, maybe two or three. So what happened was... We got so upset when she would tell us no. We got so upset when she would start den- when she would deny us for deny us things that we asked for, even though we knew, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, feeling entitled to anything. We should be quiet. We should be quiet and lay low, and be thankful that we're not where we came from. But we just can't see it like that because we feel like. You know, like what you're enabling us, making us feel like this kind of stuff is okay. But I don't want to fully blame her for it because that doesn't mean that we have to be that person. But what, you know, I can't, like, I, like, when you see a parent or somebody like that that you look up to that's raising you, do stuff like that, somehow it makes you feel like, you know, it's okay. Don't they tell you what's right and what's wrong, even though you know it's wrong? You know, somehow makes you feel like, okay, as wrong as this is, then, 
you know, how how wrong is it out of all the wrong things in the world? Because if she's able to finesse twenty five to fifty thousand dollars a month for a place for us to live, you know, then she could do millions or billions. You know, she could do whatever she really wanted to do. And she's not doing those things. So somehow this must be a little better than what she could be doing. And that's kind of how we're rationalizing it. Like, this may not be the worst thing in the world to be doing. Even though it's wrong, it's not the worst thing, which is bad. A bad mindset to have. So you should be, like, you know, really laying low, trying to stay quiet and cover your head and not be noticed. Go unnoticed as much as you possibly can because you're so wrong, but... Nah, we said, like, somehow we're, we feel entitled that this isn't as wrong as it seems. So, all I know is we get upset at my mom. And we decide, you know, I'm going to start taking like you take. And it it ends up affecting my mom to the point where she's not able to take the twenty five to fifty thousand dollars a month anymore. Now she's like, you know, because of our trying to follow behind her footsteps and do it behind her back, backhanded and without her, and not really knowing, you know, what that consists of, we ruined her whole operation. And now, you know, we're minimized all as a whole as a family. We are shrinked and minimized to like a couple thousand dollars a month. Two or three. So we go from $25,000 to $50,000 a month to shrinking all the way down to like two or $3,000 a month. And it's because of us being greedy. And, you know, now the money is in the kids' hands. And my mother is so upset. She's so upset because she's like, why can't you just appreciate everything I was doing for you? And why are you so entitled? And who are you? You know, because this is her finesse. This is her thing. She figured it out. She came up with this idea. She, not by herself, I'm I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure someone else has probably done it in history, whatever. But, like, she, this is her finesse. She figured this out. And without her, we wouldn't even know how to do stuff like this. And because we thought we were, you know, smart enough or because we thought that we were, we could do it on our own, we minimized the entire total to a couple thousand. That was, like, 25000 50000 Like, the thing is, that's <laughs> it's just horrible. It's just horrible. It's horrible from the start for her to even be doing that from the from the jump. Of course, she begin she should be getting her money by honest means. Of course, especially when you have kids watching. So you know she does have to assume responsibility for that. But then, you know, knowing where we came from, we know how much we were just suffering. Like we don't, we've never lived like this before. Like we really. Are blessed to even be in this, you know, position. We're living in a $25,000 or $50,000 a month, like New York high-rise, you know, condo. You know, it's really 
we're blessed. We're really blessed to even be there. Even though we're wrong, like, we should be quiet. That's so much more blessed than a lot of people. But, you know, we don't see it like that. We just feel like, you know, if we're living like this, then, like, why do we have to kind of, like, still look like the kids are still kind of, like, struggling? Like, we have the clothes. We look like we fit here. But, like, other people that live like this, they have money in their pockets. They have parents who are giving them money. They have, you know, they look like they belong here because think about it. Like, you know, you live like this thing, you know, a lot of things are going to reflect living like this. That's the only I can really explain. I know it's wrong, but it's like you want to send us to a, a private school where all these people who live in $25,000 or $50,000 a month apartments go. And when they go to lunch, they have, you know, hundreds of dollars in their pockets every day for school or for Christmas. And we, you know, we're just, our clothes are nice. Our house is nice. Our mother has money, but we are still, you know, depending on financial assistance when it comes for when it comes to lunch, when it comes to, you know, having actual cash, we don't have any ever. And it doesn't mean that we're entitled to it, but it just that's how we feel. That's how we see it every day. Every day we're around people who can afford to be here. And they have money in their pockets. And it's reflective of them being able to afford to be here. But we never do. So we kind of want to. like we, It's not that we're trying to fit in. But it shouldn't be so obvious that we don't. It, we just don't feel like we should be. it should be so obvious that we don't. So it, it's not like we're just not coming from anywhere. We do have a reason to feel the way we feel. Like imagine being around a bunch of people who can afford to be here they have hundreds of dollars and that's nothing to them a couple hundred dollars every single day what what is that you know even they know wherever it is that you are you know where you live at you have to afford to live there and that's about twenty five thousand to fifty thousand dollars a month and you don't even you can't even afford a couple hundred dollars in your pocket like something's off with that why are you on financial assistance you know, but you're paying your, you know, you're paying to live there, obviously. So, it's not about proving anything to them. It's just about, it's frustrating. It's frustrating tonight. Tonight, it's frustrating every day when you realize that you don't fit in. It's frustrating every day. You know, it's not even a fact that, because in your mind, you're thinking, of course we don't fit in. Where did we just come from? We just came from the poor. Like, we just came from the ghetto. We really just came from the hood. So, of course, we don't fit in. We know that. But it shouldn't be so obvious. It shouldn't be so obvious. But, of course, it would be when you don't belong there. You can't afford to be there. And you're you're really otherwise not supposed to be there when it comes to legalities. But it don't matter because... To us, like, as kids, we can only see the fact that, you know, we look preppy. We look expensive. Our house is an expensive place, a part of town. Our house is expensive. Our mother actually has the money, but we don't ever have the money. 
our friends notice it. But we can get by fine, you know, if we just be quiet. We can really get by fine, even though we we would silently suffer. We still get by fine. And it just, it, it, it becomes so frustrating that we decide we want to start doing the same thing she's doing in order to get the money for ourselves because we feel like we can handle it better and we end up ruining the entire operation. And all I know is, you know... What ends up happening is you know well it it shrinks down to a couple thousand dollars a month, and she's so upset like you've ruined the entire you've ruined everything now are you happy with yourself like you know <laughs> now we have to go live in a place that's like a couple thousand dollars a month if that. And all because of you. We could have stayed living, you know, this abundantly for however long. Even though we were wrong. But, like, looking back, you know, I honestly feel like, you know, I just feel bad about the entire situation. Like, because it feels like the question arose, like, you know, what do you think, how do you think God would feel? How do you think God feels about that? You know, it's a lot of wrong things to do in life. There's a lot of things that we justify, not knowing that we're wrong. And even if you're taking responsibility for how wrong you are, you know, how could you ever, you know, not be super duper humble? super humble super humble and accepting of the fact that you're just like wrong really really wrong and it it just i don't know like at the end of the day yeah you're wrong you know you're wrong it's not about beating yourself up but it's also about you know it's you know you act way different when you have you've truly accepted that you're wrong when you've truly seen that perspective of how wrong you are you act totally different it looks way different. You you don't act that way because you can't see it. Maybe maybe you need to start seeing it like that. So I was just feeling so horribly bad, like so horribly wrong when I saw it from that perspective. Because I felt like, you know, imagine God, you know, who is perfect, who would rather be homeless than steal. From anybody instead of stealing he give to someone who stole he give them what he had you know who can see who sees it totally different imagine being him you know he understands your situation he understands where you come where you've come from he understands why you justify it he's still so merciful and so merciful and so gracious but you're still wrong. Why are you not seeing that? Why can't you see how wrong you are? Taking full advantage of the grace God has given you. Because things could be so much worse for you. Considering the fact that, you know, under the circumstances of how you even got things. You could be answering to every single last little thing that you've done wrong. 
but you're being shown so much grace. But you've gotten so used to and so comfortable with getting away with it that you don't feel like you're wrong anymore. But you're still wrong. And even if you do understand that you're overall wrong, you're not accepting and understanding to the extent of how that could be how that could how that could be going for you right now like <sighs> criminal charges but past criminal charges you know even if you didn't have to face those you know God's wrath and for me the biggest thing that was really fe- affecting me the most is his disappointment seeing my father so disappointed and so hurt by what we did because the bible says that whatever you've done to any of these people you've done to me so imagine a landlord that we're ripping off imagine that imagine any you know place that you know wherever we're getting the money from we're ripping off you know we're ripping jesus off like that's what we're doing to god and he's hurting Anything that hurts any of us hurts him a million times more. So, just like the Bible says, any anything you do to any of your brothers, any of your sisters, you've done to me. Whether it be good or whether it be bad. And we're doing so much wrong and not realizing we're doing that right to Jesus. Imagine ripping Jesus off for $25,000 to $50,000 a month. That's what you're doing. And imagine feeling entitled to more. Or imagine feeling like, you know, even though you know that you're really not supposed to be there, he's showing so much mercy and so much grace by allowing you to get away with that enough in order to live this life that you don't belong in because you haven't earned it. You know, you still feel entitled to more. Like, I'm supposed to have these different things that they have. The people who have actually earned their life there, you don't know if they have. You don't know if everybody's earned their life here, but you just know that you're supposed to have earned it by the time you get here. So, it's messed up. It's really messed up. It really is. And, like, that's why I say, like, we really, like, it's it's so hard for us to really... I really don't want to speak for other people, but it's, it, it, this is just a, this is an everybody thing. It's so hard for anybody to really judge anyone because you can't see the bigger picture. You, you, gen- you just generally can't see it from all perspectives. You can't see it like God sees it. And as hard as that can be to, you know, grasp and truly understand, that's just what it is. You may see it like, you know, well, how bad is it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or even though it's bad, it could be worse. I could be doing worse things, you know. So this is really, in a way, if you think about it, like you're justifying it. You're saying, in a way, it's a blessing to somebody for me to only be doing as much as I am doing. Because I could be doing ten times as much. And that's never the kind of mindset you should ever have, especially when stealing. Your mindset should be, I'm wrong. I've been wrong. And if I'm going to keep being wrong, because the Bible says that if a man has to steal to eat, he is, you know, God is, a, God is, God forgives him. But 
when he gets on his feet, he has to pay back seven times as much as he stole. And even if that means him being a slave, meaning you don't work for pay. So that's the only way to make it right. And imagine God showing so much grace on you. And you've done that your whole life and he still allows you to not go to hell to have to pay for what you've done. Because if you don't pay it in this lifetime, where do you have to pay it back? In hell for eternity. And he doesn't even make you go there. He forgives you enough and lets you go into heaven anyways, despite your lifestyle of, you know, being a thief and never paying that back while you lived your life here on this earth. And, you know, God had already told me about this. God had already said this to me. It's not nothing new. It's just the fact that I, you know, I, I oftentimes I forget how privileged I really am. A lot of times I forget how grateful I'm really supposed to be for what I have regardless because, you know, even though we came from a place where we were starving, a lot of times had nothing to eat most days. And so you would say that, you know, yeah, you had to steal to eat. You know, it's not 100% wrong when, you know, otherwise you would have otherwise starved. God understands. He's He forgives you. You know, he's showing mercy and he's showing, and he's showing grace, but... You know, if you're getting, if you're, if you've been shown that much mercy and grace and pulled out of that position in that situation, then you need to be grateful, and you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet, meaning okay, other people, they look like they belong here, they look like they can afford here because they can. So that means like, you don't have a couple hundred dollars. You look like you're on financial assistance, and maybe it's a little noticeable, but just you know. Bear it. You have to bear through that. That's a couple of the different things that you may have to endure due to the fact that you really, you know, you didn't earn it. You didn't earn being here. So, you know, it's sad because in reality, when you think about it, the funny thing is in reality, when you think about it, it's no way, you know, to have earned being there. Given the circumstances, we were already cheated out of so much, which is why we were, you know, in a position we were ever in to start. And that's how we justify it. We justify it by the fact that, you know, otherwise, you know, I probably would have been in such a better position, if not, you know, greater than anybody here, if it weren't for these unfair circumstances that I was born into. So you kind of justify it like that. But it still doesn't matter because the thing is, yeah, that's true. And uh, as true as it is, like, you know, you don't want to go back to starving and being poor. So you should just be quiet. And appreciate what you have. As hard as that might be when you're getting used to having something that you don't even really have. So... That was a new perspective for me, and I just woke up feeling so bad. I just woke up feeling really, 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 really bad because, like, it's just like the parable of the king who forgave 
the man who owed him 500 shekels. And then he went off and he got a man jailed and imprisoned for owing him 50 shekels. And when the king found out, he said, why didn't you forgive this man his debt like I forgave you, knowing that you could not afford to pay it back? And the man had no response because he knew that he was just wrong. But he was just, he didn't ha he didn't show that man as much forgiveness as he had been shown. And the king said, now what if I jailed you and expected you to pay 500 shekels, just like you jailed that man and expect him to pay you back 50 shekels, even though you know that your debt was, that was forgiven was so much greater than what you weren't willing to forgive for him. And so he jailed that man. And imagine if God said, you are so upset that you can't, you know, that you are still on financial assistance or that it's kind of noticeable that you are still, you know, poor. You can't afford certain things that other people can afford in this, you know, environment. But what if I, you know, what if I held you accountable for everything that you have taken, everything that you're not even supposed to have. I understand I've shown mercy and grace on you that you have you've had to steal in order to get to this point and not be starving every day. But what if I held you accountable for that right now? You know, you cannot judge someone else and you cannot be unforgiving to your brother or your sister or your mother for different things that has happened and different things that you weren't being able to afford, you weren't afforded when, you know, you don't you don't even deserve this. But I'm showing enough mercy and grace on you that I'm allowing you to keep it because I don't want to see you starving because that does also hurt me. So it's like, yeah, he's he's the king, of course, and he has forgiven us 500 shekels. 500, the 500 shekels being the $25,000 to $50,000 a month because we could be going back to, you know, the poor where our water's not even on and we don't have no food in the refrigerator and we're starving all day. As opposed to living so luxurious now. It's really just a ballpark. It's really just an example because this has never happened, really. Like, we've never lived in a $25,000, $50,000 high-rise apartment in New York City, but it's an example of similar things that has happened in our lives. So it's it's just, it's sad, you know, because when I think about God and I think about how he's looking down on the fact that you even doing that, he's looking down on that. He's looking down and he's saying, you know, I wish that you, you know, I wish that you would, you know, consider me and all that you do. Consider how I feel. Consider how it makes me feel. And consider how anytime you affect someone, just because you, you can't see the severity in what you're doing because it's not you. But anytime you affect someone, that's how you affect me. Imagine a landlord, even though we don't feel like he needs the money that bad. We're thinking to ourselves, if you're renting out a $25,000 or $50,000 apartment per month, I mean, that's the, excuse me, that's the going rate per month, you know, then you you are used to, you know, rich clients. You don't need the money. You don't need it. And the thing is, you know, that Lord, that, that landlord has worked, you know, 
all the way up until this point to be able to do that. And these different apartments that they're renting out, you know, they that's how they make their living. And they deserve their money for their apartments. Imagine working that hard in order to be able to rent out apartments like that and not getting your money or being tricked or scammed out of your money. You know, and I didn't see it like that because I felt like how many other people do you have that are paying $25,000 or $50,000 a month? You'll be okay. You'll suffice. But the thing is, what if God had treated us like that? You know, how many other people are starving in this world? You'll be okay. You'll suffice. And didn't show enough mercy and grace on us in order to allow us to continue like that. Continue on like that. And it's sad, you know. It's sad when I think about it because it's easy for me to be like, okay, so what? I was shown the grace. I was shown the mercy. And then go on and condemn somebody for 50 shekels, even though I've been forgiven 500. It's so easy for me to move forward and do that because I'm not being understanding of how much mercy and grace I've I've been shown, which means maybe I shouldn't be shown that much mercy and grace. Maybe I should have been locked away for that 500 shekels. Maybe the king shouldn't have been like, you know what, I'll forgive you because I know you can't afford it. I know that you never get out of jail trying to pay back this 500 shekels. So I won't jail you. I'll just forgive you of it. You know, maybe God could have been like, you know what? You can either starve and die or you can, you know, work your whole life trying to fight your way out of this situation in the right way. Only the right way. Otherwise, you'll never get out of it. You know, and who's to say where I'd be today if he had been that harsh? Now, that doesn't mean that, it, you know, because he has allowed me to, me and my family to move forward in a way that we did, that is right. It literally means the opposite, that it's wrong, and we should be so grateful for the mercy and grace we've been shown. Move forward and act like that with everything that we do. And not only that, consider the fact that we're going to have to pay back each and every single last dime we pay, we stole Seven times over whenever we decide to live our life right and do what we're supposed to be doing. And if we're not considering that, then imagine being in hell and your torment is seven times over whatever it is you've done. And you're so wrong because it's all being considered. Each and every single last second of your sin, of your wrong, that you knew you were wrong. It's been considered seven times that, you know. So I'm just so great. I'm just so I'm so grateful to God that, you know, he has shown me so much grace and so much mercy because literally I'm just the dirt he breathed life into. I really don't deserve a thing. I don't deserve the consideration I don't even deserve, you know, the forgiveness, but he forgives me. So the least I can do is forgive someone else. How can I? How could I? You know, after being shown so much grace and mercy and forgiveness, go on my life 
without showing grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Being unforgiving, merciless. You know, how can I do that? So, that was a new perspective, I feel like, because I think even though it was so obvious, that perspective, it was just so, it was such a fresh perspective for me because I I, I guess I must have gotten so used to that thought or that being what it is, what what my reality is, that I forgot the severity of it. I forgot the severity in God's grace and mercy in that entire situation. And even though everything that God has shown me thus far, that doesn't mean that he forgets everything, you know, I've done up until this point. Now, the Bible says forgive and forget. So, of course, he does forgive me. He did, he forgives me and he forgets what I've done. But I need to do the same for others. That's the only way I'll be forgiven. So, I know I always say this. I'm, oftentimes, I'm troubled with how, with what it takes, the, the bravery, the courage, the strength that it actually takes to live like Jesus. So many people write Jesus off as weak or too nice or or like, you know, nobody would really in their right mind live like that because, you know, it's just too easy to sin and get away with it, of course. But in reality, I wish I had the bravery. I wish I had the courage. I wish I had the strength. To live like Jesus unapologetically. Like, he was so strong. He is so strong. He's so brave. He's so courageous. He's so understanding. He's so forgiving. He's so merciful. He's so gracious. None of us deserve it. I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve his mercy. I don't deserve his forgiveness. I don't deserve it. I don't. I still, every single day, I make mistakes and I don't appreciate the mercy and the grace I'm given in each and every single last one where when small things don't go my way or when things don't go my way that I feel should, I'm still blaming. And, you know, I'm still, you know, taking it out on the Lord as if I can't be held accountable for every last thing I've done wrong. As if the mercy and the grace that I've been shown you know, can't be, you know, removed, retracted, taken back. Because the Lord giveth and he taketh away. He giveth, he, if he giveth mercy, he giveth grace, he giveth forgiveness, he can take it all back. Just like the king who decided to jail that servant who owed him 500 shekels because of what he did to the man that owed him 50 he gave him grace, he gave him mercy, he gave him forgiveness. But he took it back once he realized that that man learned nothing from it. So the Lord giveth and he taketh away and I need to be grateful for what I have. And I know this is very important. This is a very, very important message I need to come across because it's changed me now. 
like I know I just got this message but I I can feel that it's changed me forever and I love that I got this message I love that it was able to change me because imagine never coming to this conclusion and moving forward in my life and thinking that was okay when it was just wrong like that and I may not have been able to see it but God does so I definitely feel I feel good. Like I feel like thank you Jesus. Thank you. <sighs> thank you for bringing me to that understanding when you did because imagine me going my whole life not knowing better and then, you know, that would have been something I was also held accountable for. You know, because I didn't want to see it. But when you're ignorant, the Lord forgives you. It's not your fault. But now I know I have to do better. I have to consider it. So I thank Jesus. I really do. And now, moving forward, I'm going to try my best to apply that to a lot of different things so that I can be more forgiving towards people. I'm trying to do it right now. I really am. One thing I realized in this situation is that, you know, I'm definitely no one to judge. And in order to be forgiven, I need to forgive but you know old habits die hard meaning when i'm still thinking back on all the things i can let go right now and move forward and never hold anybody else accountable and don't feel entitled to a better outcome and see god for who he is as forgiving as he is move forward and not let anything else affect me i could do that right now and never look back and it's hard. Excuse me. It's hard because. Like I'm facing so much. Adversary. Like. Literally. Um, you know. Witchcraft is put on me. Where I'm being attacked all day every day. And it's so hard for me to forgive them. It's so hard for me to forgive them, even though I know that they're way worse off. You know, to be doing somebody like that, you have to be worse off. But I don't want to forgive them because I know I wasn't innocent. I know I'm not innocent, but I felt like the innocent person in that situation. And... From their perspective, like, I can't speak for them, but it really feels like they that's how they feel, too. They're not doing it because, you know, justice. That's just how they're justifying it. Just like myself, when I was justifying, you know, taking from my mom who was taking, I said, you know, she's taking, so why is it so wrong for me to take? I could be doing much worse things. And I justified that. And so they're seeing me and they're seeing my situation and saying, you're wrong for a lot of things. So why am I wrong for doing whatever I, whatever it is I do to you? You know, and in reality, it's so weird. It's so messed up. It really is. And it's so hard for me to forgive them for that because, you know, 
I just want, you know, I just want justice, real justice to be served. And I feel like they should have to answer for what they've done. But doesn't that mean that I have to answer for a lot of things I've been shown grace, mercy, and forgiveness for? Even though they're they probably going to continue on what they're doing. And they probably won't have any, you know, consequences for what they've done. And, you know, that all be, you know, based on the fact that God is saying, forgive them like I've forgiven you. Or don't receive forgiveness. And I will have to be okay with that. But, you know, I think that God, you know, I, I feel like it's a lot. The reason why it's so hard for me to forgive because I feel like it's so frustrating when I realize that, you know, God has definitely picked and chosen a lot of times who he gives his battles to. Because what if I was someone else? You know, what if I was someone else who can who didn't care? What if this situation turned completely like a lot worse than it is now? And I hate to keep saying this because after the understanding I've been given, like that's what I'm saying. You have to not think of it like that and forgive like you've been forgiven. But, you know, this situation could have been way worse. It could have been way messier. It could have been, you know, permanent decisions made and then such a temporary, you know, just just a temp such a temporary, you know situation. And that's why I say God knows who's he who he chooses for certain battles and especially at certain times in our life because I think I also remember a certain time in my life where, I don't know, because I've just always been this person, but I feel like I understand a certain time in my life where things would have been differently. Things would have went differently. I would have been a little bit more reckless and a little less understanding and a little less forgiving. That doesn't mean that, you know, I deserve a, a you know, standing ovation or anything. It just, I just think about that. But, you know, when I think about moving forward, understanding that lesson and letting it go forever, you know, that's possible. It doesn't negate the fact that, you know, I could have been done that. I really could have been done that. Even with my mindset, I could have been done that. The issue is not letting it go. The issue is the fear of this ever happening to someone else. I want it to have made a difference. Like, I want it to have, you know, made such a difference that the, whoever this is, whatever person this is, whatever, whoever this is that feels like it's okay to do stuff like this, they don't do it to anybody else ever again. That's how much of a difference I want it to have made. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I won't ever make that difference. Maybe I will. I just feel like, you know, I could have been, you know, had came to this conclusion and said, you know, okay, well, I'm just going to forgive them for what they did, let it go, call it a loss move forward, show, try my best to show as much grace, mercy, and forgiveness to someone else and don't pursue them or pursue revenge 
But what is that change going in the future? You know, how does that change in the future? Someone else not being affected by like this ever again. Like, I know. Excuse me. I know that that might sound just like, you know, I need revenge or I need this person to answer for what they've done. I know that this might sound just like that. It really probably could be could be that. But I don't know. I see it differently like I just see like, you know, all this stuff that happened and everything that, you know, I was made to look crazy about or like I was lying or like I was making it all up. And then imagine some some the next person even though they won't be innocent because nobody's perfect. And that's what's so sad. Like, if you're justifying it about how wrong, by how wrong I am, then you'll always be able to get away with whatever it is you're doing with anybody. Because nobody's perfect and everybody's made a mistake for you to be able to justify it by. You know, you've done everything right your entire life just like that. That man who came to Jesus and said, I follow all Ten Commandments, so what do I do now? And the Lord Jesus said, give away all your possessions. That was the only wrong he had. So imagine somebody justifying, you know, taking anything out on him or hurting him because of the possessions he had. You know, his only sin. And that's what it feels like. It feels like moving forward, the next person who walks into, you know, maybe walks the wrong way or talks the wrong way or just does something simply just slightly triggering to you you will you know say oh it's because of what they did this time or it's because of this other thing that they did justifying you know you're wrong and I'm able to forgive you but why should somebody else be subjected to that that could that shouldn't keep happening that's what I'm praying for I'm praying that, you know, not because I'm innocent, 100% innocent. I'm praying because, you know, not because the next person will be. I'm praying because I don't want this to happen to anybody else. I understand I'm wrong for what I've done. I understand that forgiveness is the only way to be forgiven, which is the only way through those heaven gates. I understand all of that. But, you know, it's not about, I don't want to say it's not about me because it is. It's hard to say it's not about you. That would be a lie. It is about you. But at the same time, like it is about me. But at the same time, I'm more like if I move forward and forgive you for what you've done. If it's just about me, I can do that now. It's about the fact that you're going to do this to somebody else because you've gotten away with it and you think it's okay. I don't know that for sure. If you're never going to do this to somebody else, praise God, my prayers have been answered. If you're never going to do this again, you've learned your lesson. Praise the Lord. That's all I want. But that's all I've been, you know, kind of. That's all that's really been, you know, hurting me. That's all. That's the only thing that. I'm really hung up on because 
It didn't take me two years to understand I could walk away and forgive you, move on with my life. I still had the rest of my life. That took me about six months. I could have done it in three. It's the fact that I have been saying to myself, maybe God placed me in this position for a reason. Maybe God put me here to prevent this from ever happening to someone else. I remember last year, after being under so much pressure and going through it so bad, just saying to God, you know, God, I just, I know it's too, it may be too late for me. This has already happened to me. I know I am, you know, most, I'm, I'm, I might be traumatized forever, you know, after what has happened to me. Like, it's happened. You can't take it back. Nobody can take it back. But I just want the Lord Jesus, like, all I want out of, out of the entire situation is for this never to happen to anybody else ever again. Never again. That's all I want. And the Bible says, ask and ye shall receive. That's all I want. Like, I remember even getting to the point where I felt like I may not ever come out of this situation. I may die in this situation. It may get worse for me. And I may die, you know, suffering like this. But if I do, like, not if I do, but can this just never happen to anybody else? Can this just never happen to anybody else? That's all I want, like, to have learned from this. For someone to have learned from this, for for this to never happen again. And I'm sure a lot of people will say, yeah, right, nobody cares, whatever. You know, but the thing about it is I've been given ample opportunities to bow out gracefully and let it go. I've been given ample opportunities to forgive and forget and move forward. You know, never looking back. And never seeking revenge and never holding whoever it is accountable for what they've done. I've been given ample opportunities to do whatever it is I want. Honestly, I've been given ample opportunities to seek revenge on, you know, whoever was involved. Because it's not like God has kept it a secret who all is involved in this. He's told me who they are. He's revealed to me who they are and their names and everything that they've done. God hasn't kept it a secret. So even having the information, do you really think I'm just so scared that I'm just, that's why I'm not, you know, pursuing them? Because I don't care how scared someone is. If you put them under enough pressure, you're going to see them react. You can never say someone is too scared to do something. No, that usually, you know, you can write off as too smart. Too smart to do something. You know, because I realized that if I were the kind of person who you felt like was going to retaliate or pursue you for what you've done, you probably would have never done it. Or that's exactly what you want. And why would you, you know, provoke me to come and, you know, retaliate on you? All the while trying to look... Like you've never done anything. 
because you're setting me up. I'm not dumb. So that's not the issue. And you're probably thinking to yourself, and no, not you're probably thinking to yourself. I know you're thinking to yourself, you know, well, as long as you're not going to do anything, then I'm just going to keep going and I'm just going to keep doing whatever it is I feel like and getting away with it because you're not going to do anything. So if there's no consequences or, you know, if if I don't have to take responsibility for it, what makes you think I'd ever stop? Like, this is easy. It's just too easy. And the sad part about it is that, you know, that's your mindset. That's what I, that's why, you know, I'm still where I am. That's why. Because you have that mindset and you will do that to somebody else again. You could claim all you want. Oh, no, it's just this, just this one person because I didn't like them or whatever. And I know for a fact a lot of things that you are hiding not even that. It's just, I know that you're just justifying that. And it doesn't matter who it is or what they've done to you. You know, if you do something that, you know, a lot of people are just, even though it's an option, would never do. That has nothing to do with what they've done, but everything to do with who you are. Because certain things you can't get someone to do no matter what happens to them or what is done to them. Like, for example, myself. After everything that has happened to me, you can't get me to go and do this back to anybody ever because that's just not who I am. So don't justify what you're doing and what you decided to do on what someone else has done or what someone else is capable of. That's all you. That's also something that I'm afraid of. <sighs> that you genuinely believe the lies you tell. You know, it's not because of me. It's because of them and how they are. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And as long as you're thinking that, the worse off you'll be. But at the same time, I don't want to keep going into that because, like I said, the main thing is learning forgiveness and understanding that as much mercy and grace that I've been shown, you know, you have, you're, you, you know, God wants me to show to you. So I'm trying, but, you know, it's it's kind of frustrating, I think, you know, not frustrating, but I just don't feel like God will put me in this situation. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't see God putting me in this situation to not care. Because God knows who I am. He knows that I care. And imagine how many people have already been in this situation doing whatever it is they're doing and they don't care. So why would God, knowing that I would care, put me in this situation? The same reason you, knowing who I was and knowing who you are, did whatever you did regardless. For a reason. So... I don't think anybody does anything for no reason. People try and say they do things for no reason, but nobody does anything for no reason. And, you know, a lot of times the first reason they're willing to admit is not the real reason. A lot of times the real reason is somewhere hidden deep down and suppressed. So I just hope and pray that, you know, 
this never happens, like I said, to anybody else. That's still my main goal. And if it weren't, I'd, I'd been out of this situation and been on to better things and forgiving. I do understand I need to trust God that he will make sure everything works out. But that's still my wish. That's still my prayer. That's still what I want.